spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system. Hello and welcome to the 204th Annual Subliminal Reception Podcast, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory. Bullshit, my name is Cody. I'm joined by my pal Phil. How are you? Doing good, buddy. How about yourself? Not doing too bad. Um, I got a little weather report for you. So I get up and I had to work this morning and I'm like, it's. it seems like it's foggy out, right? And yep. then you start to smell like a fucking campfire is what it smells like. And I think all the smoke from Canada had made it look like the fucking bowels of hell in Minnesota today. So you guys are starting to get that smoke from Canada. That's been uh, killing New Yorkers off lately. (laughs) Well, Uh, it's weird because like for the past few weeks, it seemed like you could almost, it was almost like high in the sky, but today it just seems like it is kind of humid. So I think it just kind of like sunk down and it yeah. looked like fog, and it just smelled... You know, like after you're at a bonfire, and you go inside, and your clothes have that smell? That's what yep. it smelled like. Oh, okay. So basically, millions of acres of forest fire. That's what your yeah. clothes smelled like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, was, uh, it wasn't quite as, like, orange as New York, yeah. but it was, still, it was still pretty cool. Yeah, pictures of that's been uh, pretty crazy. We don't have any of that out here. Normally, we have our own forest fires that uh, darken the skies, uh, usually around like August, uh, August, September time frame around there. So we get California. We get their uh, their smoke. So um, it's weird because I, you know, maybe I was just not paying attention, but it just seems like there is not this many forest fires like when we were young kids. Well, we probably didn't notice them because we lived in Iowa. So, yeah, you know, it's. It sounded like the smoke was in Iowa when I asked my oh, mom okay. about it. There, so the smoke's reaching all the way down to Iowa. Yeah. So also we didn't really, it's not like we had internet or, you know, fucking smartphones back then. You just didn't catch as much news. Like we didn't have cable. So the news that I watched was the local news at like six o'clock at night. And then you would also see kind of like the, the national news come on for an hour. Like that's all the news that you would get. That you is uh, that is a valid point. So it's I mean, it's it's a lot more heavily covered now. I do remember the God. What was it? That huge volcano that went off in Iceland, maybe like 2010. That was pretty big news. And that pretty much I guess there was like all the smoke and smog and ash pretty much coming across Europe. So that was that was a pretty big one that I remember. OK. But, all right. Well, obviously, I wasn't not in England with you at that time but um but yeah I don't even remember that so that's how much how much I knew but um I was gonna ask did you anything crazy in your life happen no not really uh I did help my mom we moved her uh up into Mesa this past weekend so well she had movers but there was some extra stuff that we moved 
so we went ahead and rented a U-Haul and I got to be <laughs> the lucky one who who got to drive. Very nice. Yeah. Up uh it's kind of it's it's so it's a big truck, but it kind of feels like you're driving a van. But yeah. it's kind of weird because everyone's you know how when you drive a car, everyone's kind of an asshole, you know, cutting you off, doing all this stuff. When you drive a fucking U-Haul, everyone's real nice to you. You know, everyone gives you plenty of fucking birth, you know, <laughs> let you around. Even when it's not your turn to go, it always seems like it's your turn to go. People just yeah. kind of wave you on. So imagine <laughs> being a, nice. imagine being a semi driver. Oh, yeah, exactly. Everyone just gets the fuck out of your way. Hopefully some people there are Internet videos of uh, of assholes, but uh, hopefully. Yeah, I. it is kind of funny. I drove it down to my mom's in uh, Queen Creek, Santan Valley area. I drove it down empty. You felt every single pebble, every single crack in the road. But once you get that thing fully loaded, man, it is smooth. There's just <laughs> it's like the smoothest ride, like a fucking luxury vehicle. Once you get about, you know, a few tons in the back of that. So, <laughs> well, maybe you'll be trading your Buick in for a, uh, <laughs> a cargo truck. Yeah. Just load yeah. it with sand. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, kind of one more thing here before we get into the episode and this might be the first time we actually talk about some news that's relevant to the subject matter of the podcast um mm. did you see the new hotness with the body cam footage from a police officer with a ufo in the background no i didn't i didn't catch that it might not have come across my uh, instagram feed yet <laughs> Well, it's pretty cool. It's like you can, you know, the camera body cam footage isn't great far away, but there's like this teal something another that's like flying through the sky in the background. It looks like it crashes almost. And then the cops are interviewing these people um, about what it was. And they claim it was some eight foot like thing with big eyes that was uh, kind of running around the area where it allegedly crashed. That brings me back. I remember the video of the people who claimed to have seen the leprechaun. Yeah. And uh, the yeah. large group that gathered to try to get the leprechaun's gold. I remember that video. <laughs> that was great. That's a classic. Um, yes. I think they didn't they even draw a picture of it. And yes, it looked really did. bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hilariously bad. Yes. Uh, um, there. Well, it, there was one little thing I wanted to talk about uh, just before we get into it. Okay. But, so uh, I did get uh, actually one message and I also got uh, one of my coworkers who listened to the podcast did mention this last week. We were talking about the 35 and up community, basically, you know, people or single people, people in couples who have no kids, 35 and up who want to move into like a 35 and up community. They both did mention that that would become like a, a haven for pedophiles. So we didn't quite mention that. But yeah, I kind of thought about it later on. I was like, ooh, yeah, that might not be. Uh, <laughs> that might be one of those big red dots on like the mom watch websites. <laughs> Wait, why would it be for pedophiles? We said 35 and up. No kids allowed. Yeah, exactly. Because pedophiles are on that list and they're not like allowed to move to areas around like schools or kids okay well we'll have a thorough background check with nobody on the sex offender registry 
Yes, exactly. Okay. That's what uh, we got. That's the answer. We got to ratchet the rules up a little bit. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Totally exclusionary. Just make it <laughs> by the end of it. It's just exclusionary as hell to where we're the only two people living. in yeah, the Yeah. You're, you're not allowed to have a giant van with the windows blocked out. And you're not yep. allowed to have candy in the van either. Those are going to disqualify you. No puppies in the van, no candy, no nothing. Nothing like that. Sir, there's no children here. Why are you driving an ice cream truck? This <laughs> yeah. is insane. <laughs> you know what? Just get out of here. Just don't even, don't even get your stuff. We'll throw it in the dumpster. Just leave. All right. Well, are you ready to get into this week's episode? Yeah, said it. All right. On this week's episode, we're going to be talking about a celebrity who, let's be frank, hasn't been relevant in probably over a decade, but was making headlines a few years ago when he claimed that there was a secret sect of Hollywood that was trying to destroy him, whether this be through criminal charges, dry him up financially, or even just straight up killing him. Now, it is well documented that Hollywood is full of sleazebags, con men, and un- other unethical, if not criminal, behavior. But the question we need to figure out is, is there possibly some sort of secret secret organization that preys on Hollywood celebrities? Or is this inv- individual on some cocktail of drugs Or is he just straight up going through some sort of psychosis? (laughs) Now, um, this episode is going to be a wild ride. I told Phil when I was kind of trying to piece this all together and kind of just read through the madness of this man, I almost felt crazy when I got done because of how out there it is. Okay. Yeah. So he, he kind of believes that he is a targeted individual. Yes, absolutely. He's never done anything wrong. It's going to be actually him and his wife, but he's firmly in the camp that he's never done anything wrong and people are just setting him up. Yeah. Kind of like those people who keep, uh, getting arrested by the police they always claim that they never did anything wrong that the stolen stuff you know was always planted on them the drugs was always planted on them that sort of thing. yeah that's like this guy but he actually has like an audience who listens to him yeah uh this guy was uh he did come back around in the news a few years back uh pretty funny lots of memes about him yeah oh yeah hit the hit the tiktok and instagram by storm uh, Twitter too, I believe. I'm not a huge Twitter person, but yeah, yeah. The um, we'll we'll get there. There's a lot to get through. Um, and we do have some audio of him, which every time I watch it or listen to it, I cannot not laugh. So, um, you guys will be in for that treat. Well, the individual we are alluding to is a gentleman by the name of Randy Quaid. His Wikipedia lists his real name, I don't know if this is real or not, as Randy Randall Rudy Quaid, who is born on October 1st, 1950. I don't know. His real name has to be Randall Rudy Quaid, not Randy 
Randall, Rudy Quaid, right? Yeah, I don't know. Those are all... So those are both nicknames of Randall. Randy, Randall, Rudy, Quaid. That's, that's, <laughs> that's kind of weird. I don't know. Maybe Rudy is like a nickname for Rudolph, but I kind of thought Rudy was a nickname of Randall. What kind of parents? It's... Is one of them, is he Catholic and one of them is his like confirmation name? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't even I don't know, know. I don't even know what his religious things are. He does talk about God a lot. Um, but I'm not quite, I'm not quite sure how many like saints or popes or angels are named Rudy. So not too many people in the Bible showing up with uh, Rudy on their name tag. No, unless he's the saint of that guy who played for uh what is notre dame notre dame notre Notre dame Dame. yeah maybe maybe he's that saint um (laughs) now now i believe i believe rudy was sainted by that church in uh, notre dame so (laughs) now most of you probably would recognize randy quaid as cousin eddie from the national lampoon's vacation christmas vacation or vegas vacation um he was also in independence day Brokeback Mountain, Days of Thunder, and apparently a film that went under the radar, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation 2, Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure. Holy shit. I didn't even know this was a real thing, but apparently it's a real movie. I, I feel like we got to find it. and, uh, and <laughs> We must find this movie. That looks terrible. I bet it is. Oh. Holy shit. <laughs> now, shock this shocked me, honestly. Randy Quaid actually won a Golden Globe and was nominated for an Emmy for his role as Lyndon B. Johnson in LBJ the early years. He was hmm. also nominated for an Oscar in his uh, for his role in the movie The Last Detail, which I have never seen nor heard of. No, I've never seen the last detail. I I wonder if the last detail was kind of before his like his full on comedy route uh, uh, took place. I do believe I did see LBJ the early years though. It's it sounded like it was a TV movie, maybe something like that. Okay, I think the the movie that I saw came out a few years ago. I'm probably thinking about something else. There's a famous one, kind of worth yeah. the famous scene where LBJ is like pissing in front of his secretary. He'll yeah. just whip his dick out and you're, piss wherever he feels like you're in thinking, front of whoever he feels like. You're thinking of the one with Walter White as LBJ. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, I can't. The dude from of, Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, <laughs> we can't okay. even think of his name either. Walter White or the dad from Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like uh, Kurtwood Smith. His name now officially is the dad from that 70s show. <laughs> That's what everyone calls him. <laughs> or you could say the guy from RoboCop. The guy from RoboCop. Yeah. Yeah. The guy from... <laughs> he's good in RoboCop. I do like him in that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Now, Randy would marry a woman by the name of Ella Marie Jolly on May 11, 1980, but would separate in 1986 and be officially divorced on August 24, 1989. Randy said of his divorce, quote, I went through this delayed adolescent thing. I didn't want to be tied down with a family. Mind you, he has two kids with this woman. Um, (laughs) I'm not kidding you. 
I'm not kidding you, but um, before this gets too serious, let's just break it off. Let's just get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I know we got kids, but I just I don't want to be tied down with the family. Sorry. I also kind I also kind of hold on one second. I also kind of like how he makes it seem like it was like 100% his choice to get yeah. divorced, <laughs> yeah. even though he was probably a fucking menace yeah. at this time too. <laughs> I I have a feeling he's been a menace his whole life. Yeah. But um but yeah, the the reason we're talking about this marriage part is because his wife that I'm about to talk about in 2 seconds here is very important to this whole adventure thing here. Now in 1988, a year mind you before he's officially divorced, uh on the set of a film called Bloodhounds of Broadway, he would meet a woman by the name of Zenia Montalanes or Evie as she prefers to be called now. Apparently, they met on set during the day. They then decided to go to a Chinese restaurant that same night, and Randy proposed to Evie in that restaurant, in that Chinese restaurant. (laughs) Evie said this is what happened after the proposal. This is her exact quote. Then we went home and brushed our teeth and fucked. When we brushed our teeth, it was like we'd been doing it all our lives. <laughs> what a classy girl. I was about to say, yeah, Evzenia Matalanes, probably a good old Wisconsin girl. But uh, yeah, you know, she proposed is... the first night, went home, brushed our teeth and fucked. It's nice that yeah. they brushed their teeth first. True. That's, uh, Un- that's, that's kind of like an old married couple, actually. You know, um, hygiene's very important pre-sex sometimes, you know, so... Um, yeah, that's true. They are actors too. They got to make sure they brush their teeth. Yeah. Well, she, keep them white. She is not an actor. Actually, I will, uh, let me tell you, (laughs) let me tell you about her. Um, it, the thing is, is Evie is so important because as we'll find out, she is just as paranoid about the shadow cabal as (laughs) Randy is, um, and yeah, it's actually, I almost think that she might be the one pushing him to go crazy, uh, but we'll, we'll reserve judgment once we get through all their shenanigans. That's about all you can call it. But who, exa- I, go ahead. I, I will say in my experience, crazy does tend to find each, each other. True. So, very true. Yeah. Either a crazy person will wind up with the most mundane, normal person who just kind of doesn't mind that sometimes the kitchen table gets set on fire every once in a while, or crazy winds up with just equal crazy and they just fucking, you know, like two hydrogen atoms smashing into each other. Just just fucking implode. Uh, That might be the case with these two. Now, um, who exactly is this Evie Quaid? So she is a Canadian woman who Mm -hmm. left home at the age of 12, allegedly, um, and she routinely found herself in all sorts of little adolescent trouble. She was getting kicked out of schools and things like that. Nothing super serious. Um, How she kind of got famous, though, or at at least a little bit famous, was when she posed nude in Helmut Newton's exhibitions Um, Basically, they were more or less pictures of her nude. Her main picture that everyone kind of knew her by is a picture with her vagina in it 
and she has like a piercing dangling. So basically she's sitting <laughs> on the edge of a bathtub with her legs yep. on either end and her vaginas popping out with the big hoop earring kind of dangling there. And that and, is how kind of how she got famous. And we're talking like early 1980s. So it's yeah. uh it's a full bush down there, I'm guessing. Yeah. But I would I would say it's a medium bush. It looks like at least it's been trimmed, I would say. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Not Playboy though. It sounded a little bit more like hustle style. I, uh, yeah, there. yeah. It uh is a little well, this guy must be like a art. I'm air quoting here, art photographer or something. Mm. And his art is naked women in, in weird positions. Okay. Yeah, they were actually just at that time, they would have been coming out of kind of the era of if you wanted to have like nude photographs, you would need to do it in like an like an art style, that kind of thing. Um, It kind of changed with, you know, Playboy and Penthouse being on every rack in the country. But before that, basically any nude photos had to pretty much just be like, art photos yeah or they'd be considered like obscene kind of like in the south you could be like arrested for even having them <laughs> so even like picture nude pictures of yourself were you know considered contraband you would be arrested for it so wow. in some states you know what's weird i actually um i was in bards and noble last week and mm. i saw the 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 wrapping that you usually see on like a porn mag with like the blacked out parts. It was a yep. penthouse stories thing um, in Barnes and Noble, which I thought was, I didn't think I would see that there. Oh yeah. They sell all sorts of shit in Barnes and Noble. Um, <laughs> Barnes and normal Barnes and nobles. <laughs> but uh, yeah, normally it's, it's kind of like in the, uh, the back corner. It's like in their special interest thing. But uh, yeah, they sell uh, they sell quite a bit of weird stuff in there. Okay, well, I I guess I need to pay closer attention to the magazine area of Barnes and <laughs> Noble. Now, in the '90s, Evie was in Vogue magazine twice, which was kind of a big deal back then. Uh, and she wrote and directed a film called The Deb Deb Debtors in 1999 and was a but this was eventually blocked from being released from the financial backer due to objections over his scene in the movie that was involving a squirting rubber penis <laughs> in 1999 that's pretty uh it must have been well, I guess, pretty weird I, I guess if it's coming from the financial backers and not the uh you know not exactly coming from the people who kind of like rate, like give it the R rating or the X rating. But this is during the Attitude Era, remember? So of of wrestling, of society. Ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, those night, those uh, nineteen ninety six through two thousand and one, basically before the Bush years. Uh, America was oh, quite a different place than it is now. <laughs> I just, who do you think was the main star of this movie? Oh, I'm guessing it was uh, old Randy Quaid. <laughs> you are right. <laughs> it did say something like she was the f second wo woman to write and direct her own movie, though, during this time. So I guess that was kind of a, a big deal. But they wouldn't. I don't think it's possible to see this movie with the squirting rubber penis. So, yeah, there's that. 
Now, I'm guessing the production value probably wasn't uh, top notch. Probably not. Probably not also. great. No, probably not no. great. <laughs> <laughs> Shot on a fucking shoulder, fucking mounted Panasonic camera. Pretty much. Now, um, the movie, the the Bloodhounds of Broadway, that Randy and Evie met each other at, was also had Madonna in it. So this next mm. part is why Madonna is in the picture. Because Evie claims that Madonna was desperately trying to sleep with her husband, Randy, allegedly. And that Dennis Quaid, Randy's brother, uh, the ex-wife, Meg Ryan, was constantly trying to copy Evie's style, dress like her. She was jealous of her. But Evie's friends are on record saying that Evie was actually very jealous of Meg Ryan's celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I figured. Yeah. yeah. Um, and after Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan got divorced, Evie actually would accuse Meg Ryan of stealing artwork from their house, which <laughs> did not happen at all. She stole the dogs playing poker. Yeah. Yeah. Just what the, <laughs> out of the fuck? Out of the downstairs fucking crack bar. Um, yeah. I shouldn't say that. Alleged crack bar. <laughs> um, I imagine right now Meg Ryan probably has like one of those fucking like the bull rings coming out of the nose. I'm guessing that she's got one of those coming out of the, the clit basically because <laughs> yeah. she wanted to be like old Evie <laughs> so bad. Yeah. Do you know why Meg? OK, have you ever heard why Meg Ryan and Dennis Quaid got divorced? No, I didn't even know they were together. Honestly, you kind of forget that Dennis Quaid and Randy Quaid are are brothers considering how different they are yeah dennis obviously a lot more successful um yeah apparently meg ryan was fucking russell crow Ooh. oh yeah yeah uh (laughs) that one stings a little um but yeah that would do it yeah fucking gladiator (laughs) you just gotta be like oh i just gotta take that l (laughs) <laughs> you know, I was in Independence Day and everything, but fuck. Well, no, Dennis Quaid was in Independence Day, right? I know it was just Randy. I think. Are Are you thinking of Bill Pullman, the the guy who played the president? Oh, okay, yeah, no. <laughs> I was thinking that Dennis, Dennis Quaid and Randy Quaid were in the same movie. No, no, Bill Pullman. Yeah, I don't think I don't know if they've ever been in a movie together. Maybe they have. I don't think so. I don't think Dennis Quaid's gonna lower himself to be. <laughs> Or to make that phone call to get Dennis in the movie, especially I, nowadays. I didn't include it in my my notes here, but Dennis and Randy are currently not talking. Randy claims that Dennis is also trying to screw him over. Oh, he's in the cabal, too. Yeah, he's Shit. in the cabal. <laughs> All right. Now, are you ready to get weird here? We're going to start going through a lot of <laughs> events. <laughs> that of these wasn't two. the weird part. No, All right, let's no, go. no, 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 no. <laughs> Now we're going to be getting really insane. Now it gets a little spicy. (laughs) The weird story of Evie and Randy starts in the mid-2000s. Apparently, they had decided to rent out a strip of their Beverly Beverly Hills home to their next-door neighbor, Sandy Gallen. Now, the problem was that the Quaid's were only renting this home in Beverly Hills, and they actually had no authority to rent out pieces of it. Um, and they would later accuse Sandy of trying to buy their mailbox to steal Randy's royalty checks. 
<laughs> in 2006, apparently Sandy was throwing... Sandy's like a big producer or something, so he's a very wealthy guy. Yeah. He's throwing this big party, and it included the likes of Kelvin Klein and Barbara Streisand. This must have upset Randy and Evie because... They decided they were going to blast the soundtrack from the animated movie Home on the Range with a, with Randy singing along with these songs. They had like speakers in their trees aimed at the house blaring the soundtrack to this movie. White trash neighbor shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's totally on brand. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like I they're trying to rent out a piece of their house they don't even own, and then they get mad at this person and blare music at them. Yeah, they're trying to sublet, basically, probably a million-dollar property that they don't own. And <laughs> they're, oh, that's, it's, and trying to steal my, he's, this rich guy's trying to steal my royalty checks. Your royalty, he really wants your Vegas vacation royalty checks. He, he's <laughs> very big on people trying to steal his royalty checks. Okay. Got it. Um. Apparently, with this story, with the party, the the uh, member entourage. Yeah. Ap- apparently, the they were shooting a scene <laughs> nearby, and they call. They're the ones who call the cops because the Quays were making so much racket. Okay. So gotcha. yeah, geez. everyone else was too afraid to say shit. <laughs> yeah, they're like, "Who the fuck is making all that noise?" <laughs> In the year two thousand seven. Randy was cast in a musical called Lone Star Love, and it became apparent that Evie was trying to be the boss of Randy Quaid's character development and his acting career. Apparently on set, Evie would be seen recording the rehearsals of the show. She would write threatening emails to the producer of the show, along with sending nude photographs of herself holding a pistol to members of the production. And these emails eventually became known as the Naked Gun emails. Uh, Classy. Apparently there were allegations of nonstop pot smoking and cocaine use in Randy's dressing room. Another time, Randy had allegedly taken too much Ambien causing him to have a psych- have psychotic paranoid reactions. Evie said Randy reminded her of a serial killer during this time and mm. uh a doctor had to come in and sedate Randy to get him to calm down. <laughs> nice. This is exactly what you would expect, basically. <laughs> Like, what crazy things do you think Randy Quaid did? Well, I'm guessing there was a lot of uh, pot smoking and cocaine abuse. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe some over uh, abuse of Ambien. (laughs) (laughs) I I still don't understand why she was sending them nude pictures of herself with a gun. I still don't get that. Like, what are they? (laughs) It's fucking unbelievable. Yeah, the, the nude part of it's the weird. It's not even like... Sending photos of her holding a gun, threatening. Oh, okay, yeah, that's a little crazy. Sending nude photos of herself holding a gun, like, oh, that's fucking insane. <laughs> yeah. Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to get in this movie? Like, what's going on? Well, it was a play. I'm sorry, it was a play. Um, uh, okay, appa- gotcha. Appa- apparently, this play was, like, getting enough steam where it was going to go to Broadway. And he's... Just, the two of these people are just doing the craziest shit 
Oh, I'm sure they sank that fucking ship. Oh, they did. And uh, yeah. there's two more incidences that really sank it for him. Appar- okay. Apparently, the final straw for the crew of Lone Star Love was when Randy slapped a fellow actor four times, which ina- eventually knocked the hat off of his head, and he ad-libbed lines about, quote, gynecological instruments. Um, allegedly, Evie also kicked a 76-year-old secretary in the shins. Because of this, Randy was kicked off of the set and banned from the Actors' Equity Association and fined $81,000, which naturally Randy never paid. So, um, yeah, he I, I think he was trying. I don't know if he thought he was really getting into character by slapping an actor. I think it was a lady, too. Um, and he just slapped her so hard the fucking hat went flying off her head. Yeah, he's a big too. He's a big dude too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm guessing that eighty one thousand dollars is probably about eight hundred and ten of those fucking Christmas vacation royalty checks that <laughs> yeah. he's getting. Only around December does he get, you know, the hundred dollar checks though. Yeah. When everyone's watching it again. Yeah, I don't. I I don't know. It's almost like he just flushed his own fucking career down the toilet. <laughs> And then to think of his fucking psycho wife, like, just bashing people in the shins. <laughs> An old lady, too. What the fuck? Yeah. That's, oh. All right. I'm going to... This just keeps getting weirder and weirder, so um, the, enjoy the journey here. Okay. Now, Randy and Evie claimed that the real trouble, meaning the legal trouble and criminal trouble, started in 2009. It all started when they were in Marfa, Texas. They claimed they were simply looking at ranches, according to them. I'm not really sure why. And they decided they were going to erect a Randy Quaid museum in one of the abandoned buildings in town. Uh, They had been fixing up said building without asking and without permits to build or to construct this Randy Quaid museum. Of course, Uh, yeah. Randy and Evie said that they soon found themselves in the middle of disputes between the local police and the county sheriffs for some reason. I don't even know why. Eventually participating in the town's local town hall meeting where Evie was yelling at the mayor directly in the face. Uh, It's unclear if it happened during the meeting or when they were outside in the town, but a deputy sheriff would eventually arrest them on outstanding warrants. So, um, would you go to a Randy Quaid museum? Uh, is, I have to ask. So there's a, there's a couple of burning questions. Yes. Is Marfa, Texas, is this like close to his hometown? Is it his hometown? No, I don't uh, know why they were there. <laughs> they just decided Marfa, Texas. When you first said that they were in Texas looking at ranches, I definitely thought you were going to be talking about Doomsday Compound. That's a, that's the first thing that came to my mind was, oh, they're going to get some guns and they're going to fucking build a wall um, around their shit. Um, also, I would go to a Randy Quaid museum if I was in the area, kind of like Stonehenge or the biggest ball of yarn. It's if you're on your if you're if it's on your way, you're going to stop there. A Randy um, Quaid museum curated by Randy Quaid. <laughs> definitely. He's definitely going to be there. Um, I imagine, though, all of the fixer-upper type shit was done probably by Randy Quaid, looking fully like Uncle Eddie, just <laughs> yeah. outside on a rickety old ladder, 
like just hammering fucking bent up two by fours into walls and shit. I can just totally see it in my head. That's why he was so good as Cousin Eddie, because he didn't really... He is Cousin Eddie. Yeah, he is Cousin Eddie. (laughs) No, it literally sounded like they found a building that wasn't in use in this small town, and they're just like, you know what? We're going to build a Randy Quaid museum there. And they just went in there and started doing shit and didn't even ask anybody or anything. Did they they own the building or rent it? No, no. Oh God! That's yeah. a, I thought that they were like renting the building, fixing it up without permission. They didn't even have fucking any kind of lease on it. No, they were just gonna build the Randy Quaid Museum. <sighs> that's total. That's crackhead behavior. That's yeah. fucking method behavior yeah. right there. Yeah. Well, tell me if this is um, <laughs> crackhead behavior. Now, the reason that they had this outstanding warrant was because in September of two thousand nine. Evie and Randy had been staying at the San Ysidro Ranch Hotel in Santa Barbara. Now, I want everybody to keep in mind, this is the hotel that the two of them got married at, by the way. So they're very familiar with the location. Um, They were being arrested because allegedly they had skipped out on a $10,000 bill. So they had stayed. (laughs) They had stayed there and they're just like, Let's just get out of here. We ain't gonna pay this. I can imagine that's probably about what eight cans of Coke and three bags of pretzels out of the fucking mini bar. Yeah, I'm guessing probably. <laughs> um, but this is kind of the first step where they're like, okay, they're trying to set us up criminally because we <laughs> didn't do this. Yeah. So Evie claims, like I said, the whole incident at San Ysidro Hotel was a setup. She claims that the hotel actually tricked them into staying in a more expensive room. The the hotel then took their Chase credit card and charged up $73,000 on it, which it which would have made it impossible for the for them to even pay the hotel bill. Not not only that, they didn't receive a bill because Randy claims his mail was being forwarded to a phony person named Rhonda Elquaid. Uh, all his royalty and residual checks, just they weren't coming to where they're supposed to. Somebody, this Rhonda Elquaid or somebody is stealing all his money so he can't pay for the hotel room at all. The police claim the truth is that normally they wouldn't care or wouldn't go out of state to like get him, but the Quaids had done this to... I think it was like 10 hotels. They had ditched out on 10 hotels. So it turns out Uncle Eddie was a fucking grifter. Yeah. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the, here's the thing with rich people um, and getting arrested. All the charges were dropped against Randy Quaid completely. Evie yeah. got three years probation with 240 hours of community service, and they just had to pay the bill back to the hotel. It's all that oh, happened to him. I'm guessing Evie didn't go down without a fight. That's no. what I'm I'm guessing Evie probably spit in the face or slapped a couple of cops. Oh, I'm going to be talking about what they were like <laughs> in the courtroom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but their criminal things are not done. They're not okay. done yet. Definitely. Yeah, I can tell that. But no, I'm just saying, I'm guessing she probably wouldn't have gotten shit if she would have just acted right 
Yeah, during this whole process. Yeah, she, she does not. She does not seem like a like take it easy type of lady. No, ever. she seems yeah. to have a temper. Oh yeah. <laughs> now the next incident after all of that was Randy and Evie were arrested for residential burglary and entering a non-commercial building without consent. They were found squatting in a house in Montecito, California, and had trashed the items within the house and the guest house. Now, Evie would also find herself being charged with resisting arrest, but she claimed that the cops had, quote, hogtied her. (laughs) I don't think so. Now, the kicker to this story was they were actually squatting in a house that they had previously owned, but the Quades claimed that they still believed it was their house, even though it wasn't. Uh, They claimed that it was sold under their nose to Lynette Terucci, who is also responsible for stealing their Mercedes-Benz, which is on record for being repossessed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically, just, I imagine that. Just all of their shit gets repossessed, and they imagine that someone's behind their back just stealing it. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Is this crackhead? Someone just found the title and took it. (laughs) Is this crackhead behavior? Oh, definitely. Oh, most (laughs) certainly. Yeah, normally... The fall from grace. Well, I suppose it has been about 20, 20 some odd years because we're in like the 2010s, probably in this time frame. Um, But yeah, definitely showing up to your old house that you had repossessed and squatting in it. That's definitely meth head behavior right there. (laughs) When I read that, I'm like, this cannot be fucking real. They went to their house that you I want to keep you keep in mind. They had sold this house like 20 years earlier, too. Yeah, so it's not like they just lost it. No. It was... No, absolutely not. It was like 20 years after the fact. So... Yeah. I... These fucking people, man. Now, after all these legal troubles started coming out of the woodwork, um, they obviously had to go to court quite a bit. And people noticed that they were a little weird in court. (laughs) Randy and Heavy would come to court dressed very bizarrely. They would often wear pink handcuffs in court. Evie would carry around Randy's golden globe. And Evie would also stick a credit card to her forehead while she was standing there. I I, I mean, it'd be pretty funny if you see it, but it's like, Jesus, what is wrong with you two? Yeah, I don't know. It kind of sounds like an episode of It's Always always Sunny in Philadelphia. Right, exactly. You can imagine like uh, the 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 main the chick, the blonde chick and like Danny DeVito just walking into court looking like this, you know, <laughs> With I, pink I, don't know just, I I just uh, I don't know why she's sticking a credit card to her head. I don't know why she's carrying this golden globe in there. Maybe and the, if it's one of their credit cards, it's not going to it's not going to run run through. No, Definitely no. not. I, I just I don't know why they were doing this. I don't I don't I don't know. Um, eventually, the Quades, after all this, they would come to believe that it's it's no longer safe for them to be in America because, you know, all the this this cabal is doing this to them. Um, oh, yeah. So they made an attempt to escape to Canada, trying to be accepted as refugees because they. It's the only way to get away from the cabal. Uh, yeah. At the border, they would find themselves actually being detained 
because they had previous warrants and the authorities believed that they were fugitives trying to flee the country. Bingo. So they were... So they were like held in court and everything, or held in jail and everything, including their dog. Um, But the charges would eventually be dropped on all this. And it's weird because there's a video of them leaving court after all of this. And it's almost like they sobered up and were normal because they're like not talking crazy or anything. But then the crazy comes back again. Probably the Canadians didn't allow them to bail themselves out of jail and they actually had to not be using drugs and they were probably maybe even seeing psychiatric like you know care getting a little bit of help on the inside giving some you know drugs to straighten them out a little bit right it it's very weird when you watch all their other videos you know they're talking crazy and shit and then you watch this video of them leaving jail and like they actually seem pretty normal which is they weird. actually are trying to figure out what happened to the last 25 years <laughs> and the last three decades of his career. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, Randy Quaid sitting there thinking, you know, ever since I met you, my fucking career has just gone downhill more and more. <laughs> now, I basically after this, they actually get into Canada and then they're kind of hiding out again. Um, a huge chunk of this information came from an interview that Vanity Fair did with Evie and Randy in 2011. I think this is after they posted their crazy-ass videos, and then they actually Mm. went and found them to talk to them, and the Quays were currently on the run, uh, fearing that some sort of shadow cabal was after them. Uh, The cabal was trying to destroy their lives. Apparently, they got rid of all their cell phones. They only communicated via a payphone because it wasn't safe for them anymore. Um, they were living out of a black Prius with their dog. And the interviewer from Vanity Fair is like, the car reeks like dog piss, fast food, and there's just like fucking clothes everywhere. It's pretty yeah. pretty disgusting. Um, Randy actually told Valley Fair, or Vanity Fair that they, in, the initial plan was he wanted to drive to Siberia but he couldn't figure out how to get there. Yeah, that'd be a that'd be a tough one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Uh, so eventually, they went to Vancouver, got arrested, and then now they are trying to become immigrants of the country. They want to live there. Um, when when the reporters like, "Why are you guys fleeing?" Evie told this exact quote to the reporter: "They're hunting us. It's it's really happening." They got us in a spiral. Don't let up on them. Drive them off the road. Starve them to death. Pull their money out of their bank accounts. So they are full on with the... They didn't do nothing wrong. Um, This group that they are going to call the Hollywood Star Whackers, by the way. Um, This is who's trying to get them. Okay, yeah. So this none of this is their fault. No. Uh, They've been the money that totally should be in their account. uh, It wasn't taken out by them for any any reason. Any any drugs or alcohol or anything. No, Um, this the Hollywood Star Whackers have been stealing their money. They've been getting them arrested. They've been charging up fake hotel bills for them. They've been (laughs) doing everything. Yeah, it sounds like they're not able to uh, 
con any hotels into letting them stay anymore. So No, apparently they live out of their car. Or they were at this yeah. time. At uh, this time they're living out of their Prius in Canada. Yes. Which, depending on what time of year it is, it's gonna get a little bit cold in Canada. Even colder in Siberia. So hopefully uh they don't figure out any sort of boat or some situation. Pretty sure Siberia is in uh, Russia. Russia, yeah. Out there. I, yeah. I don't... I See, this is where I'm like, okay, they have to be on something because if he actually thought you could drive to Siberia, I mean, I, I don't know. You'd have to go <laughs> through the ocean. As far as I know, there's not a bridge from Alaska to Russia, or, or I don't think, right? No, no, there's not. Um, <laughs> I think maybe one of those fucking ice road truckers, maybe they could take you up there and then uh, you could get passage on a fishing boat or like a, go out to an oil rig or something. But yeah, no, uh, there's not many, uh, not many means of transportation, especially going to Russia. I'm pretty sure, especially, well, what, 2011 might've been a little bit lighter, but right now I don't think you're getting to Russia. No that uh <laughs> how many how many black priuses do you think there are in russia or in siberia oh not many no <laughs> yeah no not at all um there's a couple of yugos in there but they're being pulled by donkeys so <laughs> all right i want to play this is a video you can watch and you have to kind of search for it because um youtube you know obviously they've been purging all the crazy people um yep. so I think he posted this on YouTube or something, and then it kind of went viral a little bit. But from the audio, you can kind of pick up what's going on. So uh, it's about two minutes long, but it's well worth it. Uh, if you hear Phil and I laughing, it's it's impossible <laughs> not to. I'm sorry. It just, it's so fucking ridiculous. It's hard not to laugh. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Said it. Hi, I'm Randy Quaid. And this is my wife, Evie. I help media giants News Corp and Warner Brothers Entertainment earn well over a billion dollars for the film's Independence Day and Christmas vacation. What did I get in return? A Warner Brothers exec, Bruce Berman, stole my house. And News Corp's The New York Post continues to smear me to high heaven with a pack of lies. For good measure, Warner Brothers even had my wife and I falsely arrested six times by TMZ. No, for real. That's really how it works. Hashtag PMC. Police media corruption. <laughs> Evie and I have been put through a living hell. A living hell of biblical proportion. So how do we retaliate? What do we do? Well, I still have a few tricks too. This is the very same shirt that I wore in ID4 when I saved the world. Another act that Rupert Murdoch still hasn't thanked me for. So Rupert, <laughs> you wanna fuck me? I'm gonna fuck you. Evie, put this on. He has a mask of Rupert, <laughs> Rupert Murdoch. Maybe you'll thank me for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 
will wipe out police media corruption! Yeah, Rupert! Yeah! I'm back! <laughs> so, in the video, I don't know if they're really having sex, but it looks like... Basically, he, he has his wife put on a mask of Rupert Murdoch, and then he's behind her, doggy style, and he's acting like they're having sex. Or maybe they are. <laughs> Neither of them have pants on. I don't know, but... <laughs> I'm guessing the two of them pretty much live a pantsless life at this point. Yeah. But... Oh, my God. It Okay. Does he sound a little wackadoodle to you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, he's... <laughs> I I wonder what he did for Rupert Murdoch that he saved the world. He sounds like the guy at the bar that you accidentally sit next to and then immediately regret because he just looks over at you with that unblinking stare and just starts talking yeah. as if you've been talking to him the whole time. Just starts talking. That's exactly what he sounds like. Just unloading all of his bullshit and all of his fucking conspiracies and everything. Oh, definitely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what he's talking about. He's saying TMZ arrested him. TMZ, Six times. Yeah, TMZ. I don't know if they have the authority to arrest anybody. No, TMZ has no authority to arrest anybody. <laughs> the funny thing is, here's actually kind of what I was just thinking about that. I wonder if the police were kind of like, you know how the police are like investigating you taking pictures of you and shit i wonder if he saw them taking pictures of him and thought it was tmz and then he gets arrested and assumes it's tmz coming to arrest him it could be i don't i don't know where he's saying my lawyer stole my house like i i think you did that to yourself man it sounds like a lot of their things and there's a lot that i didn't include here but they basically like they don't like to pay their bills. That's what it sounds like. They blow all this money and they don't like to like pay bills. Yeah, they would rather spend their money on shit that they like. Yeah. Like Coke and weed. Yeah. And <laughs> Ambien and Ambien. Yeah, I yeah. crack or meth or whatever the fuck he's on. Yeah, I'm guessing. Well, when's the last time you really saw him in anything? Uh, his, we talked about his movies earlier. What was the last one to maybe come out? Dude, it's been um, a long time. Probably the LBJ been, thing. I mean, I don't know when the... I think Vegas Vacation was like the last big of the vacation movies. That was 2000s, I think. That was, yeah, early, early, like late 90s, early 2000s. So he got some money from that. Independence Day was a little bit before that. Days of Thunder was like late 80s. So I wonder how much he got from Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure. Um, <laughs> I but yeah, I, so he really probably hasn't done anything noteworthy since like early, early 2000s. No, it's been a while. Which has been, cover your ears, boomer, or millennials, which has been about 20 some odd years Ooh. since the early 2000s. Ooh, that's so. hard to think about now. That hurts. That means, yeah, it <laughs> makes you think about your real age. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I do wonder what his residual checks, if he's still getting them, are looking like from his movies. You know, I though know. Independence Day 
for a while. I think Independence Day was on TNT about three times a day. Yeah, so he's probably getting some money from that. Yeah, getting a little bit of money from the residuals. And then around Christmas, Christmas Vacation is on fucking TBS like every single day, yeah. right along with the Christmas story. So Yeah, that is very, very true. I'm sure like you could, if it was you or I, um, we could easily never work again and live off them. Oh, on a, on a residual check, like, yeah, that would probably be pretty simple. Um, especially I could, well, you got to think though, too, more money, more spending, but in my state right now, if I just kept it, if I won even a few million, we talked about, if I won even a few million dollars off the lottery, I would just never work again. I could pinch every last penny and just hold out for live off the interest, man. Live off the interest. Yeah. Yeah, Fuck yeah. Um, but anyway, getting back to this here. So I'm going to go. So the Hollywood Star Whackers thing. Um, <laughs> basically, what I saw is it's like a video of Randy outside of a courthouse. And then he just starts rambling on about this shit. And apparently he was on the Today Show rambling about this as well, about these Hollywood Star Whackers. Um, so... According to him, his him and Evie's theory, it was more Evie who came up with this, but they believe that this group, they're not sure who they are, they don't know much about them, but what they like to do is they like to drain celebrities of all their money, and then they might just straight up kill them because they have life insurance policies out on them. So they're getting a, they're double dipping on the money, they're stealing the money, killing you getting the life insurance money that, they, they get that last squeeze yeah they're getting yep. maximum profits um every claims that all those things that happened over the years were because of these hollywood star whackers now she started to piece together this evil cabal that exists after a friend of theirs named david carradine uh had been found dead from autoerotic asphyxiation in bangkok they believe or she knows allegedly that these Hollywood star whackers had killed off David to collect insurance money. They, I didn't really understand, but it sounds like if you're an actor and you're working overseas, you will have insurance on yourself to cover you while you're working overseas or something. If something happens to you Um, and these Hollywood star whackers killed him because they wanted this insurance money. Um, Mm. And this is kind of what got the ball rolling on the Quaid's believing that these Hollywood star whackers are after them now because they killed off David Carradine, which was apparently a good friend of Randy's. Okay. And they want to go to Siberia. Yeah. At the same time, believing that while overseas, this cabal will kill you. Yeah, maybe they can't get to Russia. I don't. I don't know. I'm though. I'm guessing it's been a solid decade since the Quaid family has had any kind of insurance. True. So, Very yeah. true. Very true. <laughs> I. I don't know. Um. So when he's in this interview and all this stuff, he Quaid also believes that these Hollywood star whackers, they actually, they they went ahead and killed off Heath Ledger and Michael Jackson, killed them Mm. off. 
Uh, they framed Robert Blake, who is charged with killing his wife. Apparently, he didn't do that. Um, they're attempting to frame Mel Gibson. I'm not sure how, but they're attempting to frame him. Uh, and Jeremy Piven, you know him. Uh, yep. He had gotten sick from mercury poison, and they believe this was actually the Hollywood star whackers trying to kill him and collect insurance money on him, but they didn't finish the job. Uh, and Randy and Evie believe their new hot targets, at least at the time, were Lindsay Lohan and Britney Spears. They are there, you know, so they're going after Randy Quaid, Lindsay Lohan and Britney Spears. Okay. Yeah. And it, yeah, Lindsay Lohan, I don't know if she, so Britney Spears is back in the news. She's gone off the rails after basically freeing herself. Turns out that might not have been such a good idea. Um, but there is also beliefs that those videos are fake, that they might be Britney Spears' little sister, um, doing that. I don't know if you saw those TikTok videos. Uh -uh. Oh, of uh, her, her like dancing naked and stuff. Well, it's of, uh, Britney Spears dancing, but then when Britney Spears, when her hands go in front of her face, it's a different person's face. So they think that they might be, um, like AI generated or some shit like that. Okay. You know, deep yeah, deep. You have to look those. You have to look those up. I've the seen deepfakes. the deep fake. I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I actually just heard an ad for a company that has an AI that can detect deep fake videos now. <laughs> so they have a program to detect AI to detect deep fake AI videos. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think. I'm thinking that she's just trying to make him not believe that she's taking his money. This Evie that is sapping Randy Quaid dry of all of his money, keeping him hopped up on drugs and alcohol and shit. Yeah. And yeah. he's like trying to think like, why in the fuck is my life in fucking tatters? And she's just like, oh, it's the. Hollywood star whackers. You're such an influential star <laughs> that they're uh, trying to get you as they're living in a fucking car covered right. in dog piss and fucking fast food wrappers. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't know. Um, I, um, I kind of want to play one more audio clip of him that uh, <laughs> is, is also insane. Are you, do you want to hear one more crazy Randy Quaid thing? Yeah, let's hit it. The president of the bank's estate planning division told my wife that the bank prefers dead actors because they don't get in the way. These former employees of mine have further reached out to their relatives and contacts in Santa Barbara County to take civil disputes and turn them into criminal complaints against us. To be clear, we did not defraud an innkeeper and we did not trespass on our own property. Up until a year ago, Evie and I had never had any run-in with the law whatsoever. We are not criminals, nor are we fugitives from justice, nor are we crazy. We are simply artists and filmmakers who are being racketeered on. So as you can hear in that audio, um, Randy says he's innocent and I, the banks are something... <laughs> <laughs> or out to kill him or something. I don't know. Um, I think that was after his little court case where he, <laughs> they, 
ran out of the bill at the hotel. But you can see quite a bit of deflection. Um, and he does mention that they can't be loitering or they can't be squandering in a home that they own. So- yeah, so he still believes that he owned that home. Um, so this that video must have been taken like a long... All I heard was... So that video must have been taken like a long time ago. Because that was back in what, like 2011? 20, I think it said 2010. 2010. Oh, okay, so that's not like a fresh video. No. That one's from a long time ago. Because I was going to say, well, damn. They've been in and out of court for the better part of a decade. But he means... Okay, so back then, they've only been in trouble with the law for about a year. Yeah, so they did a lot of stuff within the two years. He released the crazy-ass video. Um, and then... Yeah, now I think they've been just hiding out in Canada ever since, I think. Yeah, basically, and we've also, so we've been watching a few of these uh, super close up um, (laughs) (laughs) Devil Santa Claus videos where he basically is uh, espounding, you know, all of his beliefs all over YouTube. He's a very, very big fan of Donald Trump. Yeah, I am amazed at how few views. That you would think that these would have like millions of views of people, you know, seeing just trying to watch the, you know, car wreck, but not a lot of people. And actually, all of the comments are very supportive, like of his message. Um, Quaid Films is the YouTube channel. He basically in the videos is like Phil said, really close up to the camera. There's like a flashing color light on him for some reason. <laughs> yeah. And he's talking about Trump and the Mueller report. So it's a few years ago um, about Joe Biden. Obama was spying on him, apparently. Um, yeah. Stuff like that. So I, I guess I want to ask you, Phil, do you what do you think? is up with Randy Quaid. Is he being targeted? Are we just not able to see that he's being targeted? I mean, besides by this woman who invaded (laughs) his life and flushed his career straight down the toilet. No, I do not. Uh, Obviously, uh, this meeting that woman may have been the worst thing. I don't know exactly what his life or career trajectory would have been like without meeting her, but it definitely was for the worse. Yeah, it seems like, to give credit, they seem to be fine up until about the mid-2000s. Then, for some reason, the fucking wheels came off. Yeah, I'm guessing that's when shit finally caught up, was the problem. Okay, do you think the two of them are on drugs of some sort? Because in the um, Good Morning America interview... They ask him, are you on drugs or anything? And he said, the two of them say, no, 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 we're not. That's what people on drugs would say. <laughs> so it's, it's the, the, you know, negative, negative drug tests results yeah. is how you know if someone's on drugs or not, not whether they say they're on drugs that you can't trust. Yeah. No. Do you remember we watched that documentary of, I think think his name was John Daly the mm. the computer guy who killed his neighbor and then he was on the run yes you remember that uh, remember how many drugs that guy was on <laughs> <And> <laughs> just how fucking crazy he was yeah well that's a short term 
Um, this is more like prolonged, I'm guessing. So if he's 70 and alive and still on heavy drug abuse or whatever, if that's what it is, or maybe he's having a mental breakdown or I don't know what's going on with him. But if it's a heavy drug use, it's amazing he's still alive. Yeah, I mean, the, you're talking about the better part of 30 years. Um, I don't know. It might be an on and off thing. Um, it might be the deal where I wonder how much if they're getting help for maybe some of their problems. And then they think to themselves like, oh, we're fine now. And back off the wagon. Yeah. I Like I said, if you watch the video where the two of them are getting out of like the, I don't know if it's America or Canada jail they're in. They seem very normal, and they don't even want to talk about the Hollywood star whackers or anything. And then they almost like sink back into what their their little pitfall of like people are after them. Yeah, I don't know. It's um so one weird thing. People who take obviously, you know, they have really good medicine now. People with all sorts of you know like mental problems, that kind of stuff. Yeah. The problem is they take that. You need to take that medicine for a while to kind of get a good base built up. And then, you know, it, it helps you kind of like live a normal life. The problem is a lot of people will think, oh, well, I'm good now. It cured me and not that it's, you know, maintaining you. So what'll happen is they'll get that good base. They'll continue, you know, taking their drugs, drugs as prescribed and then they'll get off of them because they think, oh, I'm good now. Or, oh, this is making me a little bit too normal. I want to be just a little bit, you know, I want to have a, a little bit of edge. And then all of a sudden it's, it's you know, getting off, getting on that stuff is a slow process. When you quit that shit cold turkey, it just like all of your fucking like the cocktail just fucking comes back to you. And it, you know, you fall off that cliff. Yeah. So, yeah. That's very true. Okay, uh, putting Randy Quaid aside, do you think that people like Heath Ledger, David Carradine, um, they were killed off by some sort of shadow cabal? Um, I don't know. David Carradine was kind of the first one who they kind of made his the autoerotic fixation, asphyxi sorry, asphyx asphyxiation kind of public. Before then, they would just say like, oh, someone committed suicide. They hung themselves as kind of like uh, it's less embarrassing than how they really died. He's kind of the first really like famous person who they admitted like, yeah, he, you know, he died this way. So it was kind of a big shock to people. It became like a big joke. It was in a different country though. So yeah, unless the, that country just Thailand obviously didn't care and just blasted it. Yeah, it might be that situation, too. Um, the sex trade is also a little different in Thailand. Yeah. So a little bit more open and out there um, might also be a little bit more dangerous. Oh, yeah. Um, the thing about ooh, the other people um, who were allegedly killed by the uh, the Star Hollywood Star Whackers, um, it always seems like it's it's so crazy when when someone dies or it might be seen as like a conspiracy if it kind of happens all of a sudden. You got to realize, though, this just happens in real life. And those those are real people. And it might come out of nowhere. 
and it feels like you know them, but you don't really know them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. You don't actually know what they're like in real life. Like, you know, their their talent, their star. It seems like celebrities are more prone to drug abuse. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's from the story. You would. Yes and no. You assume that they're more prone to drug abuse. Some of them are completely clean. Uh, some of them you think are clean, but they are, you know, taking a lot of that prescription pills, kind of keeping it under wraps. So that is very true. Um, or or they're really into like drinking and the eyes wide shut, you know, kind of parties and that yeah. sort of shit. So. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Um, you know, maybe on a future episode, we we can look into some of their deaths, you know, like David Carradine or Heath Ledger, just to like. Put him more under a microscope, but today we're focusing on Randy Quaid and his <laughs> wife, Evie. Um, I think we've both came to the conclusion we don't actually think they're being targeted. I actually think they are um, a little bit scummy of people. Uh, maybe yeah, they have a drug. They're, the, they're their own worst nightmares. Yeah. Maybe they have a drug problem or something, but also they have participated in a lot of bad behavior. Oh yeah, definitely. They're like the uh, the meme of the person who um, is looking in the mirror and then saying, "Holy shit, that's the guy who." And then, however, they their life are <laughs> fuck, their life is fucked up. You yeah. know, like holy shit, that's the guy who's fucking. Yeah, exactly. Basically, <laughs> yeah, like they don't know who it is, and then all of a sudden they see him one day, and it's them in the mirror. So well, uh, Randy and Evie, I hope you piece your life back together. We could really use Christmas vacation three, uh, before Chevy chase yep. dies. Um, I think Beverly D'Angelo is not dead yet either. I don't think, but we, uh, oh, okay. we could really use you guys for Christmas vacation three. Um, I think Randy has been banned for life from the street screen actors guild though, too. So that might be kind of tough, but, um, but yeah, uh, if anybody, has seen Christmas Vacation 2 and wants to inform us how great it is, where can they uh, contact us, Phil? Well, you can get a hold of us at subliminaldpodcast at gmail.com. If you have that DVD, we would very much like to see it. (laughs) So, yeah, get a hold of us there. Uh, If you know where to stream it, also get a hold of us, too. That's probably the easier way. Then you don't have to know our address. That's the helpful thing. Um. You can also get a hold of us at Instagram on Subliminal Deception Podcast on IG. We love to hear from everybody. Uh, got some great ideas for episodes that uh, one of them, actually, I think I talked about it last week. I'm going to make it do an episode. So pretty excited about that. Uh, Cody has his Instagram as well. Cody, what is that? Mine is Cody Zabob. Give me a follow. Send me a message. Thank you to everyone who's taking the time to do that. The last thing we ask you guys to do, including Randy Quaid, is to log on to iTunes, leave a show a five-star review. It doesn't matter what you say. Put your favorite Randy Quaid movie in there. We'd greatly appreciate it. And we thank everyone who's taking the time to do that for us. If you're a Spotify listener, it's even easier. You just hit five stars, hit submit, and that is all you got to do. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed a little journey down madness watching... Uh, two people fall into a descent of madness, I would say. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys.